Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I am really excited because here in New Jersey, it was 60 degrees, and we really needed the boost in temperature and in morale because it has been crazy. It was just snowing um, just a few days ago, not here, but close enough on Long Island. So we are really excited about the weather here. And um, I'm getting ready to go to sunny California again. But um, for the time that I, my remaining few hours here before I got on a flight, I am just thrilled to have been able to get a pedicure and wear my flip-flops home and not have to put on boots over my new, my fresh nail polish. So anyway, today we are going to have a really fun show. I um, was, as usual, going through my meditations and, you know, asking the guys, what are we going to do on the show this week? And... Um, a few things came up, but the thing that really sort of rang true for me was being true to yourself and the best ways to get what you deserve. Because I think, you know, this is a popular self-help topic, I know, and a lot of people, you know, play around with it. And, and some people are quite serious about, about this, this topic and do it as their life's work, you know, approach it um, or address it as part of their life's work. But I wanted to talk about it tonight from a couple of different vantage points because I think there um, that people kind of get so caught up. We get so caught up in our lives that we, we sometimes forget to check in and we forget to really ask ourselves, you know, what, what is, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, why am I really doing this? Even the stuff that we like to do or that, Maybe three years ago we loved doing and then we continue to do it because think, okay, we have in the past identified this as our, quote, passion or what makes our heart sing. Sometimes we've actually outgrown it and it's time to move on and we, and we haven't. So we're going to talk a lot about that and a lot of the nuances because as you address that and you give yourself a voice to communicate with, you will be able to um, – or allow your voice, your true voice, to sort of bubble up and actually have some sort of expression. Um, you're going to see that creating as you go um, is going to be a lot easier. And if you create moment by moment in your life and you honor yourself from task to task, from meal to meal, from you know moment to moment, you will feel a sense of fulfillment that goes far beyond what we normally think of when we think of being true to ourselves. A lot of times people say, well, if I'm true to myself, I'm going to follow this passion and make money from my hobbies or I'm going to, you know, be in this relationship or not be in that relationship or um, I'm going to have this kind of lifestyle and these kinds of trappings and, um, you know, and, and sometimes that's true, you know, it's part of it. But when we're talking about being true to yourself, I'm talking moment to moment. It doesn't have to be those, just those big crescendoed times in your life. Then we're also going to do some angel readings tonight and see how the angels are weighing in on things. Um, and the number to call in for that, I see a lot of you are already on the lines, uh, 347-215-9485. So that's 347-215-9485. And also Sam is standing by and he's actually starting to go through and get everybody lined up to, uh, to have a chat with me. So I'm looking forward to, to talking with you guys tonight. Um, we had, and we always do a little aha energy check, this week we had a new moon. And, you know, it's funny because I was exhausted last week. I could not focus. I couldn't, I couldn't do my writing the way I needed to. I, you know, I've got a lot of balls in the air right now and things. 
uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get it together. <laughs> I just couldn't get it together, and um, I was kind of waiting for the energy to bubble up and the energy to bubble up, and it wasn't bubbling at all. If anything, it was draining out of me, and I just wanted to sleep. And I realized, uh, I think it was Sunday, that we actually had a new moon. And I bring this up every so often because it's always so astounding to me because I don't really pay too much attention in the sense of, you know, a lot of people are very much about the moon cycles and phases and they're very much on top of it. But, you know, I kind of loosely watch it and I kind of I kind of know where we're at. I can kind of feel the energy. But um, this particular new moon, I, I realized um, just, just yesterday, I said, you know what, we had a, it's a, it is a dark moon which means that your energy can be very, very low when you've been going through what's called a waning moon, you know, moving into the new moon where we're getting less and less moonlight each night. And I was absolutely exhausted. So if you were feeling, you know, extra tired last week, that may have something to do with it. I mean, you know, if, if you need to check your iron and all that other stuff, that's fine. But the moon cycles really, really can have an end. And we're also getting ready to go into eclipse season this month on April 15th. So if things feel a little bumpy um, throughout the month of April for various and sundry reasons, I've been hearing it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, could be for some, not for everybody, um, a rough month. So if you feel like um, things just seem like they're sort of, you know, turbulent, a little bit of turbulence, nothing catastrophic, just a little bit of turbulence, um, not quite like a Mercury in retrograde, but, you know, little bumps and things, just just breathe through it and just know that 900 to 10, it's energetic, and that might exasperate some, some things for you, so it's not it's not all you, but don't worry about it. Um, so anyway, we're going to be doing some readings tonight. The call-in number is 347-215-9485, 347-215-9485. So, one more announcement, too. This week, we have our very last, for this series, anyway, because <laughs> I'm already booking people for the next series, but we have our last encore call for our advanced masterclass series, the AHA Possibility, um, or Anything is Possible series that we started in January. And we started off with Dane, with Dr. Dane here, and we are ending up with Dr. Dane here. <laughs> Dane will be back on, on Thursday, so if you'd like to um, join that, what always is a very lively call with Dane and I, um, you can jump on that call on ahapossibility.com forward slash event. That's the uh, event page. And it'll be our last encore show. So he'll be taking all kinds of questions. We'll be doing our clearings. And, you know, I'm, I, I actually, uh, we were just talking earlier, and I, I have no idea what we're going to be exact, but the exact topic because they always kind of go, by the way, the energy in the group feels, but um, we will definitely have a really good time on Thursday. So that's this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, and um, in the world class, you can go to timeanddate.com to see uh, the, the time for your neck of the woods. Um, and then we're going to be doing uh, uh, next week, next Tuesday, uh, I will be on the road. I will actually be on a flight during this call. But I, but Lee Carroll's show that was amazing from that Masterclass series, we're going to actually um, have that show as a special show for next week on, on this show. So um, it's our energetic state of the world address. We do an annual State of the Union, State of the World address with Lee who channels uh, Cryon. He's an internationally renowned uh, channel. And it's always a treat to hang out with him. And we talked about all kinds of stuff on that call. We talked about Fukushima and the radiation, the Pacific Ocean. We talked about uh, uh, autistic kids. We talked about all kinds of things, the world economies and um, energy vortexes and, and the galactic energy. and all. I mean, just it was just one of those big, big, big shows. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to do for next week, I really thought that that would be a really good show to to play again. If you, if you didn't part, get to hear it, you'll be able to listen to it now on the podcast. So really, really good stuff. And gives you a lot of hope and inspiration. Lee, Lee is just, he's astounding. And he's traveled pretty much, I think, 50 weeks out of the year or so all around the world, um, channeling Kion. He's always got the latest, the greatest uh, 
original information from on high. So I'm excited that you guys will get to hear that. Okay, so let's get into our topic tonight, and then we'll get people lined up. I can see people, oh my goodness, there's a lot of people lining up for these, for the reading part of the call, so we'll get to that in a few, months, few minutes. Um, being true to yourself, let's talk about this, because um, one of my favorite topics, it was something that I've always personally had ran two tracks, the track that was always true to me and what I, I really wanted, and then the track that was kind of more of what my family would expect. So I was always operating on that, you know, have to have my passions at all costs, my passion for riding horses and dancing and being super creative. And my family was more directed towards kind of a corporate lifestyle, very traditional, you know, focusing a lot on education, which is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, and, and being more traditional. And the whole passion thing was nice to have because they encouraged, you know, riding and dancing and things. Um, they certainly would schlep me around and take me to the different things. But there was still kind of this underlying tone of, you know, duty um, comes before honor of your own heart. And so that kind of didn't sit with me at all. <laughs> and I kind of lived my life rebelling um, pretty much 100% of the time, uh, always trying to make sure that I, you know, I kept my own dreams alive and, and so I found myself really tired because I was living two lifestyles. I was constantly pushing for my stuff on the side, and I was constantly, you know, kind of slogging through the traditional stuff because it kind of wasn't really being true to my, me. It wasn't, you know, on my heart. Now, I'm not saying you don't go get an education. I'm not saying that you don't, um, you know, hold, get some work and, 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 and that kind of thing so you can support yourself. But what I am saying is that... Um, I always focused on being true to myself as, you know, can I follow my passion? Can I do work that makes my heart sing? Can I, you know, ride horses and all that stuff? But um, as I've gotten older and as I've, especially in this last year, as I'm getting ready to make some really big transitions, the big cross country move and, um, you know, just all kinds of things, relationship-wise, um, just eating habits, you know, how I exercise, the way I approach each day, moment by moment, I realize that being true to yourself isn't just about the big crescendo thing, you know, you know, winning the dance competition or the horse show or something. It's about how do you show up for yourself minute by minute each day. And I realize that those bigger crescendo things really are just a culmination of these smaller steps, is that you let yourself have a voice. And I think that a lot of people start off where, you know, their voice, you know, we all come in with our voice. We come into this lifetime. Now, when we start to have it sort of pushed away because, you know, our families have an idea for us, and, and who can blame us? You know, you see this cute little baby, and you want that baby to be just like you, or maybe not so much like you, but how many kids do you see and they have, you know, their dad loves baseball and the kid's like four months old and has got a whole baseball uniform on or, you know, the mom loves ballet and the kid is like in ballet and you know, the minute it can stand up and all that kind of stuff. So, of course, that's fine because you want to expose your kids to some great things and these are the things that you've enjoyed and found passionate and you're hoping that they'll be able to enjoy them as well um, or maybe you could tell them. But there is a point where that kid has to decide, well, you know what, maybe I don't want to do baseball, maybe I want to do karate, maybe I'm not a team sports person, maybe I'm a tennis player, or maybe I don't like team sports at all, maybe I want to go and, you know, really excel at calculus or be a scientist or whatever. So, um, you know, in, in many cases, honor that, you know, and that's kind of where we start, with that it's honored and they say, okay, you know what, little Johnny really wants to go off and explore this, so, you know, there we go. My mom did that. I had, I had this absolutely intense passion for goats when I was a little kid. I mean, I was into these ghosts. I always used to watch Lassie, and uh, Timmy and Lassie, I'm really dating myself, and I was, like, five years old sitting in the house, like, waiting for this thing, you know, because he was on the farm, and they had the farm animals, and I worked on dairy farms when I was a kid and everything, and um, and I had this thing for goats. I wanted a goat. I wanted, I just, I, I wanted to trade my sister in for a goat. I remember telling somebody that. I wanted, that one. I wanted to have a heart attack. I wanted a goat so bad. And so she bought me these goat husbandry books and these goat magazines, and she just really fostered that, that intense, you know, love for goats that I had. And she also supported the cows and the horses and the dogs and I had the dog encyclopedia. And, you know, and I would go through these rolling stages of, oh, wow, I love this. So, 
you, you can be lucky enough to have parents like that who are going to say, hey, you like something, here, here you go, research it. And that's what I learned was, you know, research your passion. If you love something, research it. And those skills stick with me to this day because even, you know, as I'm planning this big move, I've been researching like crazy, you know. I mean, everything from where's the local hairdresser to, you know, what's the best place to get brunch to, you know, <laughs> to, you know, what's the earthquake activity going to be like over the next 20 years, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Of course, you, you do all that kind of stuff. And um, the research is good. But what I'm, what I'm talking about here is a lot of people didn't have that, right? A lot of people don't have someone who's going to say, you like goats, here's a goat encyclopedia. But that's okay. Regardless of where you began, today is where you are. And today, it's really important to take some time each and every day. And I would even say, stay part. So you could be doing checking in with yourself. You know, eventually it'll be moment by moment, you know, when you get really good at this. But if you, let's just say you haven't been doing any of this, you want to, like, each day, Give yourself the opportunity to just get quiet. And I'm not talking about hours, okay? I'm talking about like a few minutes to say, okay, what, what is it that I really desire right now? What is it that I, would, that I feel like I require? What do I really need right now to feel good? Now, sometimes you'll hear me say, you know, what's going to make my heart sing and all that. I want to, I, I, and I agree with that. But that's the bigger version of this. I think that the whole heart sink thing sometimes feels elusive to people because they're so caught up in the muck and mire of just, you know, sort of slogging through a day. So I'll get to heart singing in a minute. But the, the first thing is to listen and to ask yourself. And, you know, you say, oh, Mari, I don't even want to think about that because I have so much responsibility that if I really honored what you're talking about, being true to myself, I wouldn't be doing any of this. I would walk out. You know, and I know people because I've had people in my, you know, my clients, they say, oh, my God, I don't even want to admit that I, I think maybe I picked the wrong thing or whatever. You know, so we're not talking about having to make any kind of big crescendo move. But what about the small things? So if you look at, like, let's say what you're going to have for breakfast and you say, okay, I have this routine breakfast because all of the, all of the health people say I should have quinoa, buckwheat, you know, this and that. But you know what? I really would prefer to have a bowl of blueberries. And I didn't let myself get the blueberries because they were $4 a pound, you know, this kind of thing. I would say that's a really key opportunity right there to start to give yourself permission for what I call self-honoring by saying, you know what? Um, Those blueberries will make me feel really, really good. I love the taste of them. I love the way they burst in my mouth. I love, you know, to add them to my oatmeal or my pancakes or whatever it is. And that um, makes me feel abundant. That if I purchase that, I'm going to feel a little sense, a little kiss of abundance. How can you add these little kisses, these little jewels, into your day in the smallest of ways? Because when you do that, that little bit of a self-honoring just for that moment, that actually will trip off into feeling good and then it'll give you some courage to say, okay, well, what about this next thing? You know, maybe I want to um, meditate for, um, you know, 10 minutes more and skip blowing out my hair because, you know, I can put my hair in a bun um, today because I really, instead of, you know, dealing with a roller brush and a blow dryer, I think I'd prefer to just sit in some stillness and just feel, you know, sort of nourish myself a little bit longer today. Now, I'm not saying don't do your hair, but what I'm saying, do you, can you follow what I'm saying? Is, it, is little, little things like that. Those little things are about honoring, okay? And then as you get better and better at it, you're going to see that you're going to get to the point where you get to like that 51% mark, where 51% of your day, you are honoring yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you're not taking care of your responsibilities. You're not leaving little Johnny, you know, high and dry at the little league practice because you want to stay at yoga 10 minutes longer. I'm not talking about that. But it's the fact is that so as you get to um, stronger with this, you may say to little Johnny friend Tommy's mother, hey, you know what? I have a yoga class on Thursday nights that I would love to be in. Can we do, you know, a swap where you take the boys 
um, on Thursday nights, and I'm happy to take them on another night, you know, one night when you can really give both of them really high-quality time, you know. Um, maybe you take them out for for some, for whatever, a snack after a game or something and, and on, the, on that day on your carpool day and so that you create high-quality time with your kid, but you also have this, this free time to just connect more with yourself. That's what I'm talking about when being true to yourself, you know, and being able to do that. First, I would start there. A lot of people say when they say be true to this, themselves, they start to think, oh, I have to go curse out everybody who gets on my nerves, right? And it gets, we get into this big conversation about boundaries and, and telling everyone, you know, oh, you know, no, I'm not doing that for you. And, oh, you know, because there's so many things that, like, uh, you know, you see all these articles in the magazine that, oh, you have to learn how to say no. And, you know, and, yeah, yeah, that'll come. That'll come. But learning to say no, um, really, it's not about rejecting and rebelling, as, as a lot of people do approach it in that way. The learning to say no will actually come up as a natural byproduct of learning to say yes. So as you say yes and yes and yes and yes and yes, and you start to see that your day is flowing better. You start off and you gave yourself 10 extra minutes of sleep, or you got up 10 minutes early and did some stretching that you normally wouldn't do. And then you decided, yeah, I'm going to have those blueberries for breakfast, and you know maybe I'll I'll get a different kind of paper towel and the money in, in the grocery budget, but at least the, the blueberries that I'm ingesting into my body are making me feel really good. You know, whether I use bounty or, or some other, you know, generic paper towel, who cares? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the trade-off there. And then you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to uh, honor myself by wearing this color today. And really ask yourself, you know, what, do you, what colors do I feel would really feel good to me today? And and allowing those those good things, those positive acknowledge head nods to yourself, to your desires, those small things that you have control over right this minute, regardless of how much money you don't have or don't have and all the bills and all that other stuff because everybody says, oh, when I have more money, I'll do what Mari says. You know, I hear that all the time from my friends. And like, oh, you know, when I have the money, I'll do Yeah. There are certain things, yeah, you do need some more money. But this kind of stuff, this is where the money will eventually come from because once you get to the point where you're at that 51% mark. I'm not saying perfect. You never have to be perfect for any of the stuff we talked about to work. Pretty much honoring yourself in the smallest of ways. Okay, you're not leaving anybody on the street corner. You're not walking out of a marriage. <laughs> you're not quitting a job. You're talking about just your basics, okay? You're going to see that that courage in you is going to start to bubble up. Also, you're going to see that your intuition is going to get stronger. Why? Because intuition is always on. Always, you're born with it. We are all born with it. Psychics are not special, okay? They're just for practice. They have habits, and their and 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 intuitive ability um, is cumulative. The more you pay attention, the stronger it gets. So as you ask yourself, what is, what makes me my heart sing today? What or what is being true to myself minute by minute? Okay, what you're really asking is intuitively. You're asking, you're checking in at that level, that level of consciousness. And the more you give that attention, the louder it gets. So when you get to that 51% mark, let's say you've done this for 10 days, and you're and you now you're 51% of your day, you're you're really honoring yourself. You're kind of listening in, you're checking in several times a day, and then you're actually taking action on what it is that you're desiring. You're going to see opportunities start to come your way for bigger things that have are maybe a little bit more consequential. So when that person calls you up and says, you know, you know your friend's calling you up and she wants to dump. And it's not a matter of, you know, ignoring your friend if they're going through a crisis. We all have friends like that. We go through a crisis season. I, I, I really believe that, you know, we should honor our friends and help them out when we can. But I'm talking about the kind of friend who just never fixes anything. And if anything, goes, you know, wastes all your energy and breath and then goes back and does the thing same thing over and over again anyway, that type of person, when you're at that 51% mark of self-honoring, you're going to say, you know what, I see the positive results of how my day goes when I'm not spending a lot of time dumping, jumping down into the cesspool and swimming around with that person. I see myself really starting to have an easier time of it without that. That self-honoring will be maybe you don't pick up the phone. 
maybe you just let that one go to voicemail, you know, with no guilt, no remorse, just saying I'm going to honor that person by letting her or him spin in their, what they need to spin in and be where they need to be in their moment, and that is honoring them because they need to spin that way, but you don't. So now you're honoring both of you, right? This is going to bring more and more courage. It's going to also open the energetic doors to opportunity because now you have more space to receive more opportunity. You have more space to receive money. You have more space to receive really positive people, inspirational people, opportunities, and also your intuition has more of a voice of stronger, louder presence in your life, and you will start to see that you can hear more and more of some of the the details about the things that are bigger that maybe stump you a bit. You know, like when people come, you know, come to me and they say, oh, you know, can you tell me what my life purpose is? Or can you tell me, you know, what I should do, you know, in, in, in for my livelihood and all this kind of stuff? And, you know, no one can tell you what your life purpose actually is, okay? We all have many, many purposes um, as we go, and that's a whole other show. But what this thing is, this is, the, this is the backbone to being able to connect with that, right, I call it light, light life, where you have purposeful contribution that you're making money doing, you know. And, and that can change period, you know, over various periods of your life. So it's not just one, you know, legendary function that you have. You might have many, many different um, types of livelihood as you go as you go through, but all of them honoring some aspect of yourself. So this is this is a really good thing to do um, for for your intuition, for strengthening your intuition. And one of the ways you can know that you're honoring yourself and that this is something that's worth paying attention to. And this is a, a, a quick exercise you can do for positive knowing that your intuition is saying yes and giving you a head nod, positive, or no, and saying no, 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 and they're shaking your head, and you have the intuitive head is going, no, 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 that's not it. The positive you'll get always, um, you'll get an, you'll get sort of some sort of intuitive hit. Maybe you get a little vision or you get a little voice that says, yeah, go that way, or, or you maybe hear a lyric of a song that's your clear audience, or you might get like a scent in your solar plexus and around your belly button, you know, kind of that knowing. Those energetic senses are always, always, always immediately followed with a physical sense. And that physical sense, your physiology will always match up with your energetic sense. We came here so that our energetic selves could um, communicate with the physical vehicle that we're riding around in while we're here for the time being. And so that physical sense, that physiology will be in the form of goosebumps um, for, for something that, you know, positive, you get those, those kind of goosebumps and go, oh boy, I got, or you get this chill, you get this feeling of lightness, you get this like kind of whoosh, this kind of whooshy feeling in, in your body. Um, if it's a negative, if it's a no, you'll, you'll get uh, maybe a cold chill, like a shudder kind of a feel. Um, you might get a little heat. Like for me, I get like this little heat, this little hot flash kind of thing. Um, and I'm not talking about menopausal hot flashes where you're sweating. It's just this, and you can also get a sense of a, even a little touch of nausea, like a little, just a down feeling. Everything's kind of on the down low, right? Um, and then anxiety, pure anxiety is, always in the upper register of your body. So if you're feeling um, like, oh, is this my intuition or is this, you know, this fear, is this intuitive fear? No. If it is really high in your body, meaning your your chest feels tight, your throat feels tight, your stomach is kind of churning, and everything feels like it's in your throat, you're kind of like very much up, you keep looking up and kind of like almost like you have a caption over your head in a cartoon. All of that upper, I call that the upper register, okay? That is not intuitive. Okay, that is not a sign. That is anxiety. It's mentally focused. It's focused in the head. Okay, your intuitive energies are always in the lower register. You feel this sense of groundedness, and they're also internal. So they'll feel very, very interior. Okay, that's your. If you feel like it's kind of like this inner knowing, like okay. 
huh, like today I had to call somebody. I, I needed to, to connect with somebody, and I just kept saying to myself, is it now? Is now the time? Is now the time? And I kept saying, hearing no, 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 it's not that. And then later on in the day, I said, oh, now. I felt it. I could feel like there was this very subtle kind of deep, like, yeah, yeah, now. And then I heard from that person right away, you know, because it was the right timing to connect. So what you want to do is if you're feeling that anxious, you know, in your chest and your throat, above your head, kind of that, that kind of upper anxious anxiety kind of thing, then that's um, something that you want to okay, sort of identify and say, okay, that's anxiety. Take a deep breath. Always helps to take a sip of water because water is a conductor of energy. It's an amplifier of energy and it's an amplifier of intuitive information. Deep breath, same thing. Um, intuition, intuitive energy, intuitive knowing or uh, information, spiritual information, consciousness always travels on molecules of oxygen that goes into our cells. That's how you get that I mean, I just cell of my body kind of thing. So when you're taking that consciousness, you will see a um, <clears throat> deep breathe deeply. You'll get a clearer vision. So drinking a little water, taking a deep deep breath, getting out in nature, putting your feet in grass, all that kind of stuff. Those things will help you connect in more. Now I'm, I got into a little bit off on a tangent about intuition because it is so important and it's imperative that you really strengthen this and connect and become fluent in that skill um, because. It hinges all the other things in your life together. It is the glue, the, the, you know, the connector, the connectors of all the dots in your life. The more fluent you are and the more that you get the, that, I call it the anatomy, uh, you know, of your intuition, the more you get that uh, and see those dots and recognize that it never fails and it never, ever lets you down and it always is on 100% of the time. And even when you're sleeping, it's in your dreams, you know. Um, you will see that this being true to yourself is really first stop is connecting into that voice. And then once you get that and you do it for the smallest, most inconsequential things that you don't have any anxiety around, you're going to, you're building a nice, strong foundation of building blocks that will help you so that when you do get to the, should I move to California? thing and everybody's calling you saying, did you hear about the earthquakes, you know, and all that other stuff. And you're saying, is it my time to go? Is it my time to go there? You can trust in the knowing of what you get. If it's a yes, yes. If it's a hold and wait, it's a hold and wait. And there's not all that frenetic in your head of upper register stuff. You kind of just know, yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you can trust it. It's all about practice. It's all about practice. Now, one more thing I'm going to say about this, and then we're going to get to, to, to some reading. Um, is I I have a fundamental issue with um, something that actually I was taught over the years when it came to, you know, positive thinking and following your dreams and chasing your passion and all that. And what I used to hear was it's easy and effortless when you step into your passion. You know, this is, you, it, it's always it's the greatest of ease. And it will feel like you never work a day in your life because you're passionate. And it will feel so, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. And you know what? Um, I hate to say it, but anything that, that you do that is really connected to your heart, there's some vulnerability around that. It raises the stakes, right? And so sometimes you're going to struggle. And struggle is a part of this process. So if you feel like, you know what, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with, I feel a little anxious. I, it's kind of hard for me to make that decision. To, you know, am I being irresponsible by buying those blueberries? That kind of thing. It's okay. That's normal. And if you feel that sense of resistance or struggle, just, you know, again, take some deep breaths. Feel into it. Either do it anyway or not. You know, follow your, your inner knowing with that and give yourself the opportunity to test and learn as you go and just know that struggle is part of it and that it's okay to struggle with it. You know, it's okay to have negative emotions sometimes and to feel anger and things bubbling up because when you start to do stuff like this, what you're really asking for is change. And when you ask for change, positive change, the first thing that happens in most cases, I know it happens with me and it's always like this and I always have to remind myself because a lot of times I forget is 
a lot of pretty yucky stuff comes up. You know, a lot of anxieties, you know, people drop out of your life, all kinds of things. You know, just annoying crap shows up. And you're like, wait a second, I just, you know, had this big epiphany, I'm making all these changes, and I'm supposed to be making my heart sing, and I'm going in all these great new directions. Well, you know what? (laughs) There's old stuff that has to get out of the way for that new stuff to show up. So there is always, not always, but there, and as you go and do this more more and more consistently, it's less. Um, But there are struggles that come up. And the good thing is that when you do this often enough and you've been put, connecting the dots, as I've talked about, and you kind of stair-step yourself up to harder, the more challenging and challenge, more challenging things, you will find that um, – I just lost my computer screen. Here we go. <laughs> you will find that easier, even the hardest of things, you have a sense of confidence when you're facing them. And you know how to talk yourself down, and you know a routine. You have a routine of how you get through those those little tough spots instead of it all being haphazard. Okay, so that really gives you strength and confidence. All right, so I hope that's helped. And um, and I would just say, just get started right away, honoring yourself moment to moment. Start with the small stuff, and you'll see you'll get more confident with, with some of the bigger stuff. All right, so if you'd like to call in and let me know what you think about what we just talked about and what I just talked about with all of you, then I'd love to hear it. If you have a question for the angels, of course, we'll take those as well. Um, The number to call in is 347-215-9485. So, okay, Sam, I'm going to start taking some of these calls. And... um, the first caller is Tanya from San Jose. Tanya, let's see if I'm here. Hi, Hello Mari. there. Hi, how are Hi, you? Mari. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's your question? Um, my question was first: um, What angels are present in my life right now, and what advice can they give um, about whether um, whether or not, or when I should move out? Um, and any other messages they've been trying to send to me. Um, okay. I've, okay. I've, Go ahead. Should I continue? Or, oh, um, I've thought about some different options for myself, but I would just like to see if they have anything to to say. Well, the first thing is when you're talking about moving, there's a couple of beings around that um, usually will show up whether you ask for them or not. Well, like, they can never really do much without you asking. However, the ones that swirl around you, the first one that came in for you is Archangel Michael, and he's about protection, and you probably are familiar with him because most people are, but um, he's he's also really, really good for letting go of the old stuff, so that feels like it's a big um, thing for you. It almost feels like you, where you are now, you're pretty connected to, and moving uh, causes, there's some anxiety around this move for whatever reason. But the um, other archangel that would be very helpful for you at this time is Archangel Jophiel. Jophiel is for finding new places to live, for beautifying your space, for creating sanctuary, for creating um, a beautiful space, and also not just for your home, but also for your body, because your body is actually the first home. It's the home of your soul, right? The home of your spirit. Mm -hmm. So taking care of your body, it feels to me like, um, you know, Take drinking a lot more water for you, taking some vitamins, I'm hearing, um, taking some colloidal minerals, those kinds of things. Now, you know, of course, talk to your doctor. I don't want to give you medical advice, but just looking a little bit further into your physiology will help you. It feels like some of the anxiety that you're having actually doesn't have to do with the move as much as it has to do with just your, your physical body is struggling a little bit, and this move mm-hmm. is a bit metaphorical for you. So start with your physical body first, and Archangel Raphael is a great help with that. And then calling on Archangel Josiel to help you to find that space. Uh, there's another one uh, named Vesta, V-E-S-T-A. She's more of a, a goddess. She's great for home and hearth and, and you know, remodeling and creating a, a very, you know, sacred space. It feels like you really need more texture, in your life, more sensuality in your life. And, and I'm not talking about it in a sexual way. I'm talking about it in a, you know, if 
you need not just a bed. You need the bed with the comforter and the afghan and the pillows and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the dim light and the candle. You kind of need more cocooning and nurturing in that next space. So if you call on those angels, they will help you to sort of connect the dots and it feels like you, you should definitely be able to do something in the next couple of months. So I hope that helps. Okay, thank thank you so much, Mari. You you really touched on the uh, the physical body part. I have been feeling a little bit um, uh, physical discomfort lately. Yeah, yeah. Drinking a lot of water, and if you can get like um, pH balanced water, that would be really good for you. I just think that the your physical body is the home right now that that needs the most attention. And as you kind of just beef that up, you're not sick. I don't see any you know, anything horrible, but just that that um, that lift is going to help to be able to get more clarity without, you know, um, the anxiety. Some of your anxiety is from the lack of mineral, okay, like the blood sugar and all that kind of stuff bouncing around. So start to pay attention to that. I think you're going to have a much easier time with it. All right? Okay. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Have a great night. Take care. Okay, next we have Jody from Portland. Hey, Jody, how are you tonight? Oh, hi, I'm good, thank you. Um, I I relocated here last year from California, and I've been was in California for like 50 years, back and forth between Los Angeles and the Bay Area. And I'm just wondering, I feel like I've been given every opportunity in my life, and somehow just like fell flat. And I came here like just some subtle guidance and this thing was kind of turned out, but I'm feeling like very, I'm always disconnected and the thing I want for the most, I feel like I have no control over and just really kind of stuck in my patterns and just wondering if I am in the right place and what in the world I, I feel so much like flailing and I feel like I have more vitality and really would like to be doing something much more. So where are you? Where are you living now? In Portland, Oregon. You're in Portland, okay. And so, and and so, you're feeling disconnected there as well. You feel like you landed in the wrong place. No, not necessarily like I landed in the wrong place. But I, I even when I was back in Oakland, I just was not feeling particularly rooted, and I feel like it's hard for me, like feeling disconnected from people a lot, like hard, like intimate relationships of any kind somehow. Um, like longing for that connection, community, and just not having felt that or rooted. Um, and just, you know, how to be true to myself. Sometimes when I am, I feel like it, it doesn't come off that well. Um, like yeah, I, I think you're me. trying to make too big of a leap. It feels to me like you're trying to, to it's like you, you get an idea about it, then you're smart. You're a smart cookie. And you're very analytical. So you kind of analyze it, you get it in your head intellectually, and then you figure, okay, this should be done. And so your patience is like a gnat. <laughs> you don't really have a lot of patience, especially not with yourself. I mean, am I right? Because I feel yeah. like you've got like the patience of like, you know, like seriously, yeah. like a, a gnat, like a very impatient gnat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so um, understand that some of the things that when you change topography, see, because you change the, the mate. I know it's still on the West Coast, but you're, you're ta- you go from, from California up to Oregon. You know, you're, you're changing to a, a wholly different energetic field um, yeah. because of the type of focus that uh, the, the kind of the populace of, an, of a Portland has versus, like, a Bay Area or L.A. I mean, you're talking two totally different worlds, you know. And so... Um, what I what it feels to me is that you need a little bit more connection to the earth. Um, Portland really lends itself to, you know, it has some different ley lines. Ley lines being the energetic lines in in the in the in the soil in the earth. Uh-huh. And and Portland um, requires less effort. You're so used to. Putting a lot of effort because in LA, there's you know, what is it, nine million people in like that little radius of LA. I mean, it's a big area, but it's not that big for all those people, right? So the, it's pretty smush. And then you get up to Portland, and there's a lot more space. 
but you're so not used yeah. to space that you're flipping yourself over with all the space. I was in Oakland before. I mean, there was more space there between Oakland and like Marin and all that. But yeah, so yeah, like you said, yeah, you're um, going. But it's still like an open frontier by comparison, right, to California. Yes. So yes. You, you you're not used to the space. So what you try to do is stay constricted because that's what you're used to. It gives you edges. It gives you a sense of closeness, even if it's a negative closeness. It still gives you that sense of familiarity. So it's almost like you're a little addicted to the callousness of where you came from. And when you try to find it, Portland, it's kind of not there. (laughs) You know, you've gone from the yang to the yin. You know, Mm -hmm. Portland's a very yin area. There's a tremendous amount of moisture. They're not in a drought. (laughs) You know, there's a lot going on in Portland that's in a totally different. And so when you have a tremendous amount of moisture, what do you have? You have more energy flow. And when you have more energy flow, what do you have? You have more connection to your true self, right? You have, and, and then if you're not used to that, it can feel very disconcerting. So you're kind of learning a new version of you, but you're trying in your analytical self and your impatience is sort of cannibalizing that getting to know you process. So the best thing to do... I wasn't doing well in the last environment, though, either, like feeling disconnected there, too. Well, um, this is... We got about a minute on a radio show. However, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, Okay. I can't go back into all the disconnects. The, the you're in a you're in a good place now, okay? Okay. So don't worry about the past, all right? But what you need to do now is start to be willing to sort of dig into, or to allow more of that voice of you to come up without the criticism of it and without needing to analyze it to the point where you can't breathe anymore. Okay. So and I don't need I would, to move back to California. It doesn't feel like that to me now. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. It just feels yeah. like you just need to sort of settle out where you are for now. I'm not saying that you'll never move back to California, but yeah. it feels like where you are now is going to give you a lot more experience with aspects of yourself that you haven't had access to before. And you're yeah. so new, and they require so much more vulnerability because you're going into more of that feminine space that you're kind of wanting to run back to the place where everything is boom, 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 now, 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 now. This is more like just eat, like chill, you know, just chill and receive. It's tough when you come from those high-octane places. It is. It it is. But you know what? It's a matter of getting to know you again. So what I would just suggest is that you work with Archangel Jeremiel. Archangel Jeremiel is for healing emotion and, like, frenetic energy. And Mm -hmm. Archangel Uriel is for healing unforgiveness and any kind of anger, any kind of resentment, any kind of, you know, heavy emotions from your heart and mind yes. that you can have more flow. So Archangel Uriel and Archangel Jeremiel. Also Archangel okay. Gabriel is coming in for you, and Gabriel is for creativity, for writing, Ooh. for speaking, for blogging, for creating um, your life's work through the art, the media creative self-expression. I would start with the journaling self just for your own personal, start with the journaling first for your own personal um, exploration and sort of clearing thing. And then I would move on to maybe writing a blog uh, that will help other people. I think that's a little bit down the road a bit, but if you can get out of your own way, you have a lot of opportunity ahead of you. So I hope that helps. Oh, thank you so much. It does. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Enjoy. Okay. Um, next we have Natalie and San Francisco. Hi, Natalie. What's going on with hey, hey hi. How are you doing, Mari? <laughs> Great. How are you? Oh, I'm just uh, going through a lot of uh, transitions, that's for sure. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you a question with regards to my... Um, living situation in that uh, I'm in a negotiation um, with my landlord about uh, moving out and my eyes have uh, gotten really red over the past like month and been tearing and um, and I'm just kind of wondering, uh, I'm having some anxiety because I'm dealing with all of this right now and just wondering is this an emotional thing with my eyes and kind of how are things going to go, That that's really where I'm at. Um, that's a very interesting combination of things. You're concerned about moving out and you're concerned about your eyes 
tearing up. You're not having any blurred vision or anything, are you? No, they're super red, though, you know. And actually, the redness really started even before I knew about all this stuff, legal stuff I'm going through right now um, with this negotiation. So it's like, you know, being remaining kind of stable and strong in this negotiation. But, but my eyes, it's like I'm thinking, okay, to have an allergy is something in my apartment, you know, what's happening. And then they've just started really tearing over the past month. I thought, yeah, oh, maybe this is emotional or something. Yeah, well, the tearing part, it, it, it's definitely, it feels very much like allergies, and it could be food allergies. It just feels like, I know, like gluten, dairy, corn, soy, any kind of thing in your diet like that. When you are going through a high, amped up, anxious time, even mm-hmm. if you had mild food allergies, they, they get really exacerbated. I know that happened with me. My eyes start tearing constantly. Um, yeah, like constantly. <laughs> but if I eat, if I eat like gluten of any sort, my eyes just just start to water. If my body, if there's something my body doesn't like, it just starts to water. My eyes start to water. So I'm not saying that's exactly for you. And I, again, I'm not a medical intuitive, so I don't like to like you know give. I, I say, folks, get yourself allergy tested and mm-hmm. um, definitely speak with your doctor. You know. But it feels to me like it's more, food. you know, food-oriented and, um, yeah, it really does. And it, it feels like you're you're all amped up energy-wise, you know, because you're kind mm-hmm. of in this defended state. Yep. And it's kind of like energetic white blood cells. It's not like the white blood cells themselves. It's like the energetic version, like you're on guard, that right. kind of fight fight or flight thing going on and when you have that your body anything that's that's going to be potentially toxic to your body your body is on a high alert anyway and it's saying danger danger okay get this out of here you know so i would as you're going through this process with the landlord i would definitely be nurturing of yourself today's show is a good one for you because it's that moment to moment nurturing and honoring that's going to give you not only your body to feel better but it's also going to give you the strength to stand up for yourself in these negotiations. Now, I'm going to jump on to the next person, but the guide that can help you with the legal stuff, besides, you know, Archangel Michael is really important to have around, and you can see yourself as a band of angels around you. And around that person who you're in the legal situation with, around them so that there can be more of a connection between the two Mm -hmm. of you. The Do you other get any thing is feedback at all on this situation. Um, I I I would say it can have a settlement that's going to be amicable for both of you. I don't see it being a landslide in either direction. It feels okay. like this is more. It's not. You're very focused on the outcome, and it's really about the sooner you you learn internally what it is you need to learn from this, the whole thing is going to sort of dissolve and go away. Okay. So one of the tools that I would suggest, um, and this is uh, from my friend Hope Fitzgerald, she has a um, modality called the infinity wave, and it's literally the infinity sign, the figure eight, but it's made of water. And so if you envision yourself in one side of a figure eight, that, and it's swirling around you, so you have that circle swirling around you and going off into the other side of the figure eight. So you're in one side of the figure eight. And then put the landlord or whoever it is that you're in this situation with in the other side of the figure eight. And what you want to do, this infinity sign creates flow and healing and mm. conducive energy because you don't, because what happens is you get really jammed up, mm-hmm. right? And this is a very right. watery situation. <laughs> Clearly your eyes are watering, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So that flow, instead of having the water work against you where it's just an outpouring, let it flow between the two in the envisioning, if you just close your eyes and you can see this, this it, it could be different colors. You could see it, you know, when you're dealing with money and stuff, it could be like a golden color, you know, water flowing. You could see it as a blue water. You could turn it to purple for more connection with spirit, All you know, whatever, green for healing, pink for love. But right in the middle where the two circles connect, that X in the middle, envision mm-hmm. a beautiful bright light kind of like the I am energy or the Christ mm-hmm. energy or whatever, you know, that bigger version of you energy, that that consciousness energy. And you can see the two of you coming closer 
and merging in the light. So you okay. see yourself and that landlord, that, that whatever that party is, regardless of how much you don't like these people, to just come together, merge in the light, and allow the infinity, the infinite energy, because you're both infinite. You're mm-hmm. both of divine energy. Just mm-hmm. coming in, and you don't have to worry about all the mechanics, and if I say this, he's going to do that, and he does that, and he's going to do that, and controlling the judge, and controlling the this, and the contract, that. Focus on the flow and recognizing the divinity. And all things are possible when you kind of expand the consciousness, and that's what this does. So you envision yourself in one end of the circle, him in the other, and then together, coming together into the light. And that will also shed light on the entire situation, and it will have the capacity to dissolve. All right? So I would play with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I know about the figure eight, and that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. So thank you for uh, for saying that. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome, and best of luck to you. Oh, one one other guide that helps with um, legal issues is Forseti. F O R S E T I. Forseti. Okay. You can look okay, up great. the Doreen Virtual uh, Virtual Virtues Archangels <laughs> and Ascended Masters book. She has right. a long description of him in there, and I call on him to help as well. Great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Have a great night. Okay. Wow. We are just rocking and rolling here tonight. We are going to go to Vicki in Oregon. Hi, Vicki. Thank you. We have just about three minutes left to the show, so tell me, tell me, tell me, what's your question? Um, just wanted to see if you had any messages for me for my angels and if you have uh, the name of my guardian angel. Okay, so I need a specific question. Do you have a category that you want to know about? Not really, just whatever message you might have. Okay. Um, I really prefer if you can give me a category because we have like a minute. So just pick pick a direction because you have tons of angels. As far as guardian, well, let me let me just answer this question about the guardian angel. Here's how you get your guardian angel's name. You want to go to you want to um, write take out a piece of paper right before you go to sleep. You want to drink a half a glass of water. Write on the piece of paper, guardian angel, please guide me in my dreams to meet you and please present your name. Okay, and then you go to sleep, and when you get up in the morning and drink that half, the other half a glass of water, and that will help you to remember what their name is. I never give the names of guardian angels. First of all, you have two, and one is like your Ra-Ra, you can do it, angel, and the other is more of that nurturing, you know, coddling kind of angel, both of whom travel with you throughout. And so the way that you get their name, the best way to get their names is to program a dream and then you're also going to be making that more conscious. Obviously, it'll start in the dream state, but you'll start to make that more conscious connection with them. And that's what I would suggest that you do going forward to to get those to get you know that connection, and then the messages will start to flow. All so right. we all have, have guardian angels. What? We all have two guardian angels. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Thanks so much. You are so welcome. Have a great night. <laughs> Okay, so we are at the end of another show. I can't believe it. it I can't believe <laughs> we finished the show already. That went really, really fast. So I just want to say, being true to yourself, so important, step by step, little by little, doesn't have to be the big giant things, right? It's just, just the smallest of things. It all adds up. Once you get over that 50% mark, all kinds of miracles are going to start to happen. So I'm going to end the show for tonight. Uh, be sure to tune in next week to hear Lee Carroll, Lee, Lee Carroll and Cryon, and then I will see you back live the following week. And we will end the show as I always do with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. 
Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments we can't wait to see you there